This is an Eye on Annapolis special update. Hey, joining us this morning is Senator Mary Washington out of Baltimore. And you guys may be asking, why do you have a senator from Baltimore here when you got one like over across the creek over in Annapolis? But there is a good reason. Uh, first of all, welcome, Senator Washington. How are you this morning? I'm good. I'm good. I'm I'm glad to be here. And I, I trust everyone is is staying safe and, and taking care of each other in this difficult time. What a crazy time. Yeah. You know, yeah. Did did you did you sign up for this when you became a delegate back in 2010 and a senator in 2018? Did you ever have any thought that we would be living in a pandemic? I, I did know that I wanted to be in a position to be able to help my neighbors and to help my community and to help make the, the important decisions that we have to make. And I don't think any of us anticipated uh, the degree to which we were we, we need to, to work together. But um, I, I, I definitely when you when you sign up for for public office, you sign up for all of it. It's it's in good times and bad times. It's, it's like being married. You stick you stick with it. You make a promise. You stick with it. I guess it's the good, the bad and the ugly. Well, Yes. You you were first elected to the House of Delegates in 2010. Yes. You served yes. two terms there and decided you wanted a promotion and decided to run for senator against uh, then um, Senator um, Joan Carter Conway, right? Yes. I, I asked my uh, my constituents if they thought they liked the job I was doing as a, as a delegate. Then they then hopefully they'll love what I do as their senator. And uh, uh, for that vote, it uh, looks like enough people agreed with the idea. So I'm glad to serve. And you have just finished your second session. Yes. Uh, yes. I, uh, I, I guess I, I guess I could say your first and five eighths session or something like that because we were. <laughs> <laughs> Went a little bit earlier, but um, right, yes, yeah. We ended March 18th. Uh, did not anticipate that, of course. So uh, we had another another month or so to go. So we we did what we had to do in terms of uh, giving the governor uh, what what he needed uh, in terms of budget, uh, and also setting some policy around health care and uh, unemployment. And education, we did what we could. Sure. Yes, education, absolutely. And passing the education bill, um, uh, the transformative bill, which is going to be even more important now as the disparities in our healthcare system, our food systems, our economic, everything is being pointed out, all the, all the chinks uh, that we know education can, can help address. So um, yeah, it was, it was an interesting, uh, not 90 days. Yeah, I guess, I guess not. Well, we are not going to be talking about bills. Um, we're not really actually even going to be talking about the General Assembly or the Senate or the uh, House of Delegates or anything like that this morning because you served on the Census Complete Count Committee, which was a yes. very um, a very important committee in the legislature. And as everybody should know, and if you don't, now you do, this is the year of the census. It is the 2020 census, which comes around every 10 years. So you're actually – when you were getting into politics, this was around. And now it's uh, – Yes. Now as you're yes. coming – Yes, my, my first, uh, one of my first, I think we had two special sessions, and one of the special sessions in 2012 was uh, redistricting. And so that was a, that's one of the things that census data is used, the population count is used every 10 years to reapportion uh, the federal 
state representatives, uh, sorry, federal representatives, uh, your Congress people. Um, and then it's also used to redraw the lines uh, for all the legislative districts. And also some uh, councils, uh, locals uh, use uh, redistricting, use those numbers to redraw their districts for their city councils. So it affects representation uh, in Annapolis, uh, locally, uh, in um, Baltimore City that I represent, uh, in Maryland, across the state of Maryland and the country. It's done every 10 years. It's happened uh, every 10 years since uh, 1790. <laughs> well, why, why, why do we have? Do you have any idea why we need to have this census? I mean, is it just is it basically just to be able to reapportion our our representation in in Washington and to the allocate resources? I know. Yeah, and now it's about to say for Maryland, uh, it's about six hundred seventy five billion dollars on the line and an accurate count in the 2020 census that ensures that every community gets what they need. And so there's more than 50 state and federal programs that rely on census data and it's information. Uh, look, one of the other things you might not know about me, I'm a, I'm a sociologist and I got my, uh, I wrote my dissertation on the U.S. census. So the census is, it's also part of my job as a state representative uh, to serve on the Maryland Complete Count Committee, which was actually created by executive order uh, by the uh, by Governor Hogan, um, and so it is a bipartisan um, cr cross jurisdictions. Uh, we had business people, we had attorneys, we had teachers, we had state agencies, all worked for a year to really think about what can we do to make sure that Maryland uh, that we respond to the census and that every single person is counted. That's uh. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes all the sense. Now, what? How how do we participate in this? I know that I got yeah. a postcard in the mail. It may have been yep. a letter. I can't remember what it was, yes. but uh, yes. and it had a, a URL, and I put it in with a, a special code, and it it took me all of about six minutes. Right. Uh, so it's yep. is, this is not a long like. Okay, can you get me a hamburger and a beer? I need to sit down and <laughs> and do this census. This is a fairly quick one. Absolutely. Yeah, it takes. Yeah, you you did it quick. Uh, it takes takes max ten minutes. And you know what? It's also available in thirteen different languages. I don't know if you noticed that. You go on, uh, and this is the first time the census is usually just the postcard. You send out the postcard, or they send out as you you saw. There's a letter, and they keep sending you different pieces of mail uh, until you respond. That's called the self response period, right? And so we give everybody a chance to respond on their own. I did pull some local data if you're interested. Uh, Maryland, as of April 29th, 57.9% of people have responded. And that's actually higher than the national average. That's at 54.6%. And Anne Arundel County has a response rate of 63%. But Annapolis only has a response rate of 54.1%. So it's a little lower than the national average. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a little uh, lower than what the state is doing, but it is actually higher than some other cities. Baltimore City, we still have a, a long way to go. We're at 44.9%. Um, and Annapolis is actually doing better, though, than Boston, Cleveland, Detroit, Los Angeles, New York, and Philadelphia. But, uh, you know, the important thing is to get for folks to respond. Um, and, and yeah, so I just, but I, I did do a little research to make sure that I made it Annapolis focused for Wait. all the folks that give you some motivation. 
when all this is said and done, what is the response rate nationally? Do you have any idea of what what the government is is looking for? I mean, I'm, I'm a, they would love a hundred percent. I know that, um, right? Yeah. So so that that rate ranges anywhere um, between we can get up to 75 percent. It depends on the states. You know, uh, states that have uh, lots of people, the higher density, there's uh, have a younger population, a lot of college students. Uh, those are all people that are tend to be undercounted. So what we've been focusing on Maryland's because we have everything. We have rural areas, we have urban areas, and a lot of those um, sometimes these communities don't really want to respond to the government. They think it's an intrusion. So, but then we don't get an accurate count. So we've been doing a lot to dispel any any, any fears or rumors there might be about how this data is used. It's actually a federal offense, punishable. Uh, with up, fines up to quarter million dollars and five years in prison if anybody ever reveals any information on your census. It is absolutely, it's kept confidential. Uh, and the numbers, though, uh, getting these numbers impact uh, what you get uh, over the next 10 years. The other uh, different thing about this census, this 2020 census, is that you can actually call in. We know that there is such thing as a digital divide. And you know this, John, like you, you do a podcast and you're online, et cetera. But you, I know you know there are folks that are like, I can't get it because my phone doesn't get it or I can't, I don't have internet or my speed isn't there. And so the Census Bureau knows that and we have a phone number. So you can actually call and and get counted. And if, if I could give you that number, maybe you'll, you'll print it too. Oh, absolutely. It's 844 uh, 330 2020. And that's for English, 844-330-2020. And for Spanish language, um, it's 844-468-2020. So it's 844-468-2020. So again, that's the same thing. I, I call just to test it myself. Uh, someone picks up the phone and they do you, there's a special ID number that's on that card that you have and uh, you give them that ID number and you tell them how many people are in your household. Make sure you count the children. Make sure you count anybody who was in your house on April 1st. So that's anyone. They don't have to be on the lease. They don't have to be on the mortgage. They don't have to be related to you. If they're in your home and they're part of the community, they get they need to be counted. So April 1st is sort of the the barometer date that the the government is using on that. And and that brings up a question. I mean, my daughter lives over in Montgomery County and she has a roommate um, because she's just graduated school and nobody can afford the rent out in Montgomery County without a roommate. So that's, uh, you know, so how how does that work? I mean, do they both report as a a housing unit, even though they're not related and just, you know, essentially friends? They can decide. They can choose if they are individuals uh, it is by household so um, you you pa- you count who's in the household uh, and they can decide who's the head of household or they can call in and and get a census do it do it separately but it's whoever it's it's by household so you really should count everybody in the household uh, there's a special process for dorms and for nursing facilities and for you know other congregate housing. Uh, so you could go on and get that special form. Wow. Okay. So you guys have really thought of, I, I say you guys are those guys. <laughs> have, have all, have, you've got enough on your plate, but the, uh, the census has really sort of thought of all 
different aspects of that. Now, oh yeah, we, as I told you, we it, the census has been in operation since 1790, and so it, it, once upon a time, uh, uh, a federal marshal, state marshal, went out <laughs> and counted. Uh, you know, just the heads of households. Um, and so, and asked who was in the house and uh, they only talked to the head of the household. Um, and so in 1960, we started uh, this process of individuals uh, being able to respond themselves. Um, and, and it's, it's been, it's been an evolution, just not unlike our country. Uh, we've changed our laws, we've adjusted, we've grown based on the information. And we, we have one of the most uh, democratic, in, in terms of the big ide- ideology that everybody is a part of this country, uh, that we got to count everybody. And then we use that, num- that, that information to make decisions about where schools should go, um, you know, how many firefighters you need in, in a particular community. Uh, these are all uh, SNAP benefits, emergency preparedness funding, public health funding, food assistance. It, the census data is, is used for so much. And that's why it's so important uh, that we all participate. Well, one of the things that I, a question I've got is that we have a number of undocumented residents that are throughout the country and Maryland and pretty much everywhere. And there is this distrust of the government. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I I mean, I certainly can think when you get a federal marshal coming, knocking on your door saying, I want to see the head of the household, that can never be a good, never be a good thing. Well, yeah, that was back in 1840. So we don't do that anymore. Yeah, but but (laughs) how how do you address the, I mean, uh, we want to count the, the undocumented as well. Um, right. and right. you know, we want to count the ones, you know, for lack of a better term, the, the one, the immigrants that are here legally and illegally, mm-hmm. because we want, we, we need to know this, we need to know mm-hmm. what resources we need, but what personal information are you gathering in the census when, when you fill that out? As, as little, you can just be counted. You can provide as little, it's not required that you answer all nine questions. Uh, it's just, you just your name then, and, and, and the number that's, that's it. Um, and so we, you don't really have to provide your age. You don't have to reply any identifying information. And I have to reinforce that whatever information is provided cannot be shared with any other federal agency or local agency. Those counts go to the Census Bureau. And in fact, the Census Bureau itself gets the information. It collates the numbers and it reports back the numbers up to the president um, and to Congress in order to certify that. So it, it is really, really protected in a way um, that sometimes I wish our online, um, our, you know, when I do a search on Google or if I do a search uh, on DuckDuckGo or, or any other platform or, or I like a story in Facebook, uh, my information is not, my personal information isn't, isn't protected. Uh, but when you respond to the census, it is protected uh, in a way that uh, privacy is just the absolute value and it maintains the integrity. If people understand that this is a bipartisan, non-political in the sense that every no party benefits more than any other uh, from making sure that everybody is counted. And so um, that's the other thing I enjoy about this is that, again, I'm serving on this complete count committee uh, with with people from different parties uh, and and the the um, the legislature and the governor. Uh, we've appropriated money. Uh, to do exactly what you were talking about is to find trusted partners in the community who can get the message out. 
So we established grant programs. Uh, we spent over, I think it was close to two, $2 million uh, getting the, the word out. Um, and, and really letting local jurisdictions uh, decide. Every single jurisdiction has its own uh, complete count committee. So I serve on the Baltimore City Complete Count Committee also, and they are they they come up with ideas about how to promote it. Uh, but you know we're really connecting with people in the Latino community, uh, the immigrant communities. Uh, we have people come from all over, um, from Russia, from um, all all over, uh, who need to be enumerated. And so we partner with people in those communities to get the word out. So it's not a concern for people that are that are you know, worried about their information. You can provide as little or as much information as you want. And even when you yep. go to the much, it's not that, that much that they're asking. Uh, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, are you, are there scams that are associated with this? I imagine there are. Thank I mean, you. Yes. Yes. The, uh, the, the attorney general and local state's attorneys are alerting people that no one is calling you on the phone and asking you for your social security number. You, that is not part of the census. Um, and so don't, don't respond to that. Um, at this point there, no one should be coming to your door. And in fact, why the self response rate is so important, um, in this pandemic, and it has changed what the Census Bureau is going to be doing. We've extended the self report period, um, Typically, what will happen is the self-report period would probably end around June. Um, and then at that point, census enumerators start knocking on your door. In fact, I was a 2000 census enumerator. <laughs> so I actually I actually knocked on people's doors to find folks that hadn't responded. And it was fun. It was like a detective kind of going back and keep trying to find this person. Um, and so obviously, we don't know if we're going to be able to do that as a nation. We don't know if we're going to be able to find those people who did not uh, have an opportunity to self-report. So we're really, really pushing uh, that we increase that self-report rate uh, up to 75 and 80 percent. Um, and then with hopes that there can be, uh, we can figure out another way to, to, to count the rest of the, of the folks. Well, again, the self-report is very easy and the census itself is very easy from when I took it. But what if Okay, I get a lot of junk mail too. So what if I toss mm. that toss that out in the mail? Okay, I can mm-hmm. call. I mean, I don't have a special code now on that postcard or the letter. Mm-hmm. Um, I call this eight four four three three zero twenty twenty number, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Okay, what's your code?" I'm like, three. <laughs> I mean, right. How, how does- well, then you would provide some other information. You would ask the because remember they're they're interested in the household. Right. So that your household is assigned a number. It's not an individual. So um, they will they will you know try to look for your household and get you because they don't know you. They don't know who you are. They don't know that you're here. It's not like your voter registration form. Um, they're trying to find out who lives in this house. So it's the household that has the number. And so you'd give them the address and uh, I will check this out for sure. But it's my understanding that they'll check it by the address and they'll look and see, you know, if, the, if somebody's already responded responded at that household because then that that address would pop up okay okay fair enough how do you how do you handle homelessness so again that's a special another special enumeration um we allow uh, locals often to figure out how to how to count that, but people often can use their um, uh, a local shelter. Um, there there are uh, so there's a special enumeration that goes out and counts uh, people who are who are um, are homeless or housing insecure, um, and uh, we go out and make that. That's part of the special counts. 
Right, right. Okay. So, and then that would be somebody where a census worker or a census employee would come out and yep. work with a local community yep. to sit there and identify and say, okay, and, and it may be that a, a local city of Annapolis may go out with some iPads and collect some information from yep, a, a, exactly. a homeless exactly. camp or something like that. Exactly, exactly. Um, and, and again, the rural areas where um, a lot of people are living in, as you said, campgrounds. Uh, so, you know, the 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 way that you we we're trying to figure this out is is really um very um committed uh to making sure uh that people are counted so what we do is we count um people in shelters um and they do it for 3 days like they pick a day um and um and you said how many people were in the shelters they count people at soup kitchens we count people in non-shelters outdoor locations tents and, and on the streets um and so again the census bureau says for all those three days this is how many this is where where folks are and so a lot of this um um it, it just it, it's changed because uh we we didn't we we have the physical distancing and the social distancing and it's being varied by state. So there's still a lot of decisions that have to be made, but the way it was done in the past is that there'd be three days uh, where the census bureau is going to go out and count, uh, count those populations. Right. Right. Makes sense. But, and, and again, if you haven't received, I, I mean, oh. I guess the, this um, self-reporting period is still going on. So people are still receiving yeah. the postcards and whatnot yep, at this yep. point. Yeah, I actually, I, I, I've been um, doing an experiment myself. I've been, I've been waiting to see. We finally did it because we, we, I, I can't continue to talk about participating in the census, and I didn't participate. So I held out as long as I could um, until April first, and I actually had gotten uh, four different. Uh, pieces of mail. And so I understand there was a postcard sent last week. Uh, so there's still, if it, the Census Bureau will continue to send you mail until you respond. Um, and again, we're fairly certain that that process is going to continue at least through May and possibly through June. Um, and, and they're just making decisions every, uh, and then the overall reporting uh, period uh, is being extended to October right sure. now. Um, and then and then that still that gives time for the Census Bureau to turn all that um, all those numbers over to the president and to Congress. But it's a moving target. It, it really is. And I would say that if you haven't received at least one mailing or something like that, I would give those numbers a call. They're uh, 844-330-2020 for English or 844-468-2020 for Spanish, where you can go on to 2020census.gov and get yeah. some more information. Um, but yeah. it's so important. And I'm looking at a little flyer that the census has sent out that of all the different, I don't want to say programs they fund, but the programs that are defined by what they fund, I guess, maybe a, yeah. a word. But, yeah. you know, you look at uh, Section 8 and public housing. You look at, obviously, education. You've got employment, unemployment insurance. It's a huge mm -hmm. thing right now, what we're talking about here in Maryland. Uh, entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. You've got the small business development centers, the environment with, uh, you know, wildlife grants, family services, uh, you know, child abuse, spousal support, uh, it's not spousal support, but child support, uh, food assistance, the SNAP programs, uh, all of this is allocated based on how many people we have here. I mean, you can't turn yes. around and say, um, if all of a sudden, uh, I'm trying to think of like the teeniest little town in Maryland has a population boom and goes from, you know, a mm -hmm. population of 10 to a population of 100. Yeah. They're not right. going to be able to handle that. 
No, they're not going to get the federal funding if they need more roads, the school allocation. Um, they, they, if, if so, for example, if you have, that's a prime example, uh, high schools, uh, you know, if you don't count the number of five-year-olds that you have right now, you know, you're not going to have the high schools that you need uh, in 10 years. And so uh, it's, it's really cool. And actually, there's a number that you can attach for every person that's uncounted. It's $1,800 of federal funding. Right. That's for every person. So over 10 years, that's 18 to 20 thousand dollars per person uh, that that you're missing. So if you just keep multiplying that. Uh, that's a lot of federal money. And look, this is tax dollars that you're paying. So no matter what your position is on taxes, we are paying taxes and you need to get your fair share. We need to get our fair share um, in terms of we've put into the system. Uh, we are supporting each other through our public roads, our public schools, our public health system, our firefighters, all of these things. Um, and if you want to make sure that your community gets what you've paid into it, Count. Fill out the census. Fill out the census. Eighteen hundred bucks a person. Yeah. See now, 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 now the entrepreneur in me is going. Okay, I need to call <laughs> County Executive Pittman. I'll cut him a deal. Yes. I said I'll find him people that haven't reported. He gives me nine hundred per person. He gets nine hundred. He's nine hundred <laughs> to the good. And <laughs> well, it's interesting you say that, which is why some states. I mean, un unfortunately, Maryland has put in uh, a few million dollars, but other states have put in three, four, five times more than we have to really make sure that their folks are being counted, paying for TV ads, paying for bus ads, um, you know, before the uh, physical distance, um, hiring folks to go out and knock on doors and, and talk, it was, it's worth the investment. So you're ab absolutely right. Uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm actually hoping giving that with the physical distancing uh, that a part of our COVID resp uh, response really can be um, making sure that people are, are counted and knowing that we're not going to be able to rely on the federal government to send census enumerators around in the way that they have. Uh, states are really going to have to step up and communities and local jurisdictions are going to have to step up. And I know we have a lot of pressures uh, on our finances, but uh, this will come to an end. And uh, this is a once in 10 year opportunity to get the right numbers. There's no redo in 2021. There, there's not a chance. It's not like the Olympics. We can't like do it again. Right. <laughs> we, we have to do it now. It's, it's in, our, in our, our constitution. Well, I don't think I could make it any more emphatic than what you did just there. Um, <laughs> 2020census.gov is the website. Uh, again, the phone numbers for English. If you have not received a mailing, well, if you've received a mailing, go ahead and do it. Fill it out. Honestly, seven, 10 minutes max to do it. There's not a whole lot of information uh, that they ask for. Just, you know, verify the address, verify the number of people there, how many are under 18. I think they may ask if some are students. Yeah. Um, you know, it's real, real basic questions. I mean, they're not asking, uh, you know, are you here illegally? Give me your green card number if you've got it or your passport right, right. number or social security number. They don't ask any of that. English, 844-330-2020. For Spanish, 844-468-2020. And uh, make sure you get counted. It's, you know, you know, keep people safe. Keep the census people take safe as well so they don't have to go door to door as we live through this pandemic. Yes, yes. That's here. Uh, I am encouraged by Maryland's numbers. I hope that they go up as the time goes on. And, um, you know, I appreciate all your work on the um, – on the census committee. I mean, I think this is, uh, you know, well, as you said, once every 10 years, it's uh, such important work to be able to, uh, you know, get the federal funding that we need. 
Uh, I do somewhat laugh and you, when you mentioned that it was $675 billion a year in um, aid that's going out, if you will. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm like, wow, we just did that like in two weeks. We should. Yes. It's, <laughs> you know, it's the cares act. I know. I, I know. I know it, it, it is, it's <laughs> unprecedented. So that stresses the importance because certainly that dollar amount is even more. Uh, and so, and we know that the recovery is going to be a few years in the making. And so, um, it's really important that, uh, for next year, we know, uh, we have the accurate count of, of who needs what and where. Well, I'll tell you, thank you very much for your time this morning. This is Senator Mary Washington from Baltimore city here with us. And she is on the complete count committee for the legislature. And I do understand that you're from Philly, so I'm going to put you on the spot. (laughs) Uh, And we're going to bring up the whole cheesesteak thing. But what's your favorite cheesesteak thing? And don't tell me, don't tell me it was you were just born there and you left when you were three because I know you graduated high school from up there. So you do have experience with cheesesteaks. Oh, no. I go back. Oh, yes. I go back every now and then. No. And I still have family. My brother's a a member of the police force there. And um, we still, you know, we still go back there. Um, Your best bet is a local, a corner store. Like, don't. I mean, I don't want to diss Geno's or any of the Pats, the big ones, uh, but, you know, find like a local corner store in one of the neighborhoods. Um, there's one or two like on Market Street. Um, one of the ones I really like is at 40th and and um, and and Baltimore Street. Uh, just go to a local place. But there's there's one if, if you're if you're being a tourist and you're going downtown, the one that I like the most, it's Sunny's and it's on Market Street and that they they're they're like mid sized uh, and really 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 good. I'm not sure I'm not sure I've ever been there. I know um, yeah. during my time at Temple, I had my name on a plaque at Jim's on South Street one time <laughs> yes, for a I've been, yes for a uh, it was a two a.m. finals. Okay, let's go get cheesesteaks kind of run. But well, was, we used to do that because we'd go see Rocky Horror Picture Show back in the day. I'm a little older than you are. No, you're not. We do Rocky Rocky Horror Picture Show. You know we could get uh, we could get and, into it, but then we have to put that rate <laughs> that rating on this thing. You know, where's your neck? You know, come on, the, the, the bread, the dough, come on. This is awesome. <laughs> but yes, that's for Jim Steaks. But yeah, I haven't been there since those days, so I can't attest to, uh, the, you know, what they're what, what they're up to. But I have been, been to Sunny's on, on Market, like about maybe the 300 block or 400 block of on Market. I will have to check that out next time I'm there. Now, you thank you for the memory of the TLA on South Street. That's awesome. <laughs> and and, and the Rocky Horror Picture Show. That is awesome. <laughs> We should. They should restart that. Is it showing anywhere around here? I'm sure there's somewhere. Somebody's got to be doing. But you know what? I haven't. I have not seen that. I think we have our next project. You know, some somebody somebody <laughs> said, "Oh, you get got to get the DVD." And I said, "No, absolutely not. You've got to see that in a theater." No, that's a live. That's a live situation. That's uh, yeah. that's hysterical. I, you gotta, I mean, somebody's got to throw the hot dogs, right? That <laughs> that, that 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 is true. Unbelievable. Well. Senator Washington, right, thank you for fun. the uh, for the information on the census, and um, let's get out there and fill it all out. Get counted. Yes, be counted. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Thanks. <laughs> bye bye. This has been an update from Ion Annapolis. Please visit us at ionannapolis.net. Follow us on Twitter at ionannapolis. And be sure to subscribe to our daily news brief podcast, which is delivered every Monday through Friday to your phone or device at 7 a.m.